Unmasking the Truth About Pain. This is an exclusive interview with Brian Bradley. Join us for this enlightening conversation with Brian Bradley, a pioneer in performance and healthcare with over 36 years of experience. Co-creator of Functional Training with Pete Igoscu. Igoscu, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I probably am not. In the late 80s, Brian has dedicated his life to revolutionizing performance training. In this interview, he delves into the often misunderstood topics of acute and chronic pain, revealing what causes them. Through this insight, we explore many common treatments, only addressing symptoms without tackling the root cause and why they often fail. Get ready to challenge your understanding of pain and discover how to manage and overcome it effectively. Don't miss this opportunity to learn from one of the true masters in this field. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. I am excited to share with you a little bit more about the guests we have today. Brian Bradley, the Vice President of Brand Development and Strategic Programs, is dedicated to promoting healthier, pain-free lifestyles. He has over 25 years of experience with the Yogosku Method, a technique designed to alleviate chronic pain and help individuals reach their life goals. As a frequent speaker at industry events, Brian trains corporations, organizations, and nonprofits of chronic pain healthy living, and high-level performance. His client ranges from Tony Robbins' company and the NFL to everyday individuals. Known as the Posture Pain Performance Coach, Brian's expertise extends to over 15 countries where he motivates people to commit to health and lifestyle. Please help me welcome Mr. Brian Bradley. Hey. What's going on? Thank you so much. 
My pleasure. And you're going to have to help me pronounce that right. Is it Igosku, Igosku? I know I mentioned it right, but apparently I'm just not getting it right today. Yep. It's uh, Igoscu and it's Basque. It's uh, Pete Igoscu's last name. And I ran into him in 1991 and completely turned my life around 33 years of a huge amount of fun, um, especially coming from a little bit of blinders on coming out of school going, I know what I know. And, you know, all of a sudden running into somebody who says, but what if there was something different? Ah, well, I am very excited to, to jump into this because you definitely portray this energy of excitement and fun. When I have seen you in action, you, that's what you portray. And so it tells me that, yes, you have experienced that through your journey. So let's start by giving the audience a little bit more about your background. Share with us more about you. Okay. Um, I'm a Cancer. I like long walks on the beach, pina coladas. I grew up in the 80s. And if you don't listen to 80s rock, you haven't lived. Uh, but okay. Brian Bradley, uh, I'm obsessed with the idea that you were given the right and entitled to live a pain-free life. And when I ran into Peter Goscu, you know, 33 years ago, it resonated with me so much that I stayed. And you're looking at the most selfish human on the planet that if it didn't, I'd be out of here, right? But his message was so profound and so different than what university was teaching about the human body and its ability to heal itself that I just instantly fell in love with it. And, uh, and with him, he's just a good dude. And it's just overall focus was, high energy, let's spread the love of Agoscu, let's let people live pain-free. Not only does it take a little bit of work, it's the most simple thing I've ever seen to balance out the human body. And from a Brian Bradley standpoint, I just, I do things that make sense. You know, um, I trust my instincts about everything. If something doesn't instinctually turn me on, I'm not doing it. I will not invite drama into my life whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I surround myself with people, you know, like that from a Tony Robbins to Peter Goscu to hundreds of professional athletes that want more out of life. You know, okay, first off, I have to agree with you about the 80s rock because I too am a huge fan. I don't believe that you've lived without being a big fan or listening to it or dancing to it. There's something special and unique about that. So I love that you said that. And I would love to know too, Brian, what was it? What was something you said? You said it just made sense to you, Pete's method. What was it specifically, if anything, that really resonated with you that was so far and outside of the general teachings that you had? So general university teaching anybody in from kines to athletic training to physical therapy to osteopathic to MD to whatever you train in. When I say nobody, okay, let's not go with 100%. But the majority of people don't really care what the patient or client has to say. Um, they don't live in a place that says that client might know more about their body than I do because I'm the expert. And when you work off of that, and you've had a little success, your ego starts to grow. And to me, ego stands for edging God out. So I look at that and be like, you know what? That's just not me. It's just not me. So when I ran into Peter Goscu, who fixed himself 50 some years ago, coming out of the Vietnam conflict war, and, you know, been all shot up and down the body. And finally, he just said, I've got to figure this out on my own because these good doctors aren't really helping me at this point. The client slash patient took over the process. And that is fun. When a client of Igoscu 
goes from Jim Bryan, I hope you can help me. And I can help them by getting them to understand that I have nothing to do with it other than coaching them through some movements and get them to, and really actively listen and change their mindset to where they then say, thanks for your help, Brian, but I've got this. I've got this. And that's really cool because they went from hope to belief and there's a big hole in hope. It doesn't really work. Mm, I love that. And I have to go back to the, the ego edging God out. I like that you termed it that way. And so I wanted to rehash on that. And maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned that uh, Pete was stemmed from the Vietnam era. He ex had those experiences. And I find that many people who have, uh, you know, they have this totally different viewpoint on on humanity and what it means to connect with other human beings. And so it makes sense to me then that he had this different approach, this this one-on-one -on -one connection approach uh, instead of the latter. You know, when you've been on the battlefield like he has, like the literal battlefield, which a lot of people have forgotten in this world of how horrific that really is. Yeah. Um, it changes you. You know, um, which, you know, you and I will talk about cold plunging later and what they're finding as that relates to PTSD and things like that. Yeah. Well, it changed him. And the cool part about his gift of being shot and shrapnel and all that stuff, his gift of being alive through all that is I was put on this earth, earth to help others. I don't know where it came from. He has an idea of his own, but he's going, I was given this gift, whatever you might call it. And it's our job, Brian, to pass this on. And that's why you'll see when you go to any of my clinics around the world, their mentality is, let's take a look. I know your MRI shows this, and I know your history shows this. I know you're depressed, but let's take a look. In fact, we just finished up a study. Um, let's see, it went from 2017 to 2021, and it came out in 2022 in the Journal of American Medical Association, JAMA. And to see the results on that thing are amazing. And it wasn't just that all of these things like decreased opioid use, decreased patient visits by M for MDs, decreased imaging, decreased medical procedures, decreased time in the hospital, decreased emergency room. All those are great. But the cool part of it was Egoscu participants, let's see, it said, your life's 12 months, greater improvement in quality of life than traditional medical care, 2.5 times greater after that study. Like that's one of those things where you've changed somebody's mindset and you've to help them to trust their instincts a little bit about maybe I have something to do with my overall health. Maybe I should do something about it versus I need help. Give me drugs. Get, you know, they're just reaching out for help. And a lot of times a practitioner isn't really interested in active listening. And that's one thing I've learned over time is the person in charge of the conversation is the one listening. Right. And well, the root cause the root cause is always so much deeper. It's different. It's not the external more often than not. It goes so much deeper than that. Yeah. How about a person who said to me, um, you have no chance of getting me out of pain. Why are you so upset? And I said, well, you're seven visits out of eight visits with us. I'm getting ready to just give you a refund and say, I'm sorry, but I can't. And she said, what's your goal? And I said, to get you to live pain-free. She goes, oh, not a chance. And I said, I'm sorry, what? She said, well, the only time that my husband pays attention to me is when I'm in chronic pain. Mm, that's deep. I could have used that seven visits ago, but she probably let in with something like that, but I wasn't listening. 
Yeah, I was going to say she doesn't want it. Well, I just have to accept it and say, you know what? We're going to help you improve your life. And if that's the only time that you and your husband connect, more power to you. At least you're still connecting. Now let's try to find maybe a healthier way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that is uh, that is definitely something and definitely the case sometimes. And unfortunately so. But that's a good point that you make there that there's there's usually a reason right and and so again not necessarily meeting that existential part of us but there's something more yeah there's a, a podcast that i did a while ago and i'll just tell you this real quick because it goes from cause you know versus symptom and it's a young lady who's starting this and she's doing pretty well about removing breast implants because of the toxicity and she goes i'm so excited i'm getting them out in two weeks and i said uh you might want to grab a box of tissues for this next question. Yes, you're going to have your breast implants removed and you're going to believe that you're healthier. But if you don't go after the reason why you put them in in the first place, mm. um, all you're doing is band-aiding a symptom rather than going after the cause. And that's how we look at pain. Pain is just a signal. It's literally just a signal. Yeah. That is very, very important. I agree with you. Why do we come into the world, you know, the way that we want? We always want to change something about us, right? But but why is that? And so that's a very deep and profound question that you would ask her. And you're right, because it's it's just going to turn out to be something new, something different, where the same issue is always addressed until you go into the question of why in the and first control place. the judgment tied to that. Like, don't judge yourself. How many times could, listen, your listeners, if you go home tonight and you strip down to nothing, make sure the blinds are closed in your room when you do this, because your neighbors are going to think it's Halloween sometimes if it's me stripping down, right? Okay, so I'm stripping down in front of the mirror and I look in a full-length mirror and say, I approve. I don't hear, no, you don't. I don't hear, you're a liar. I hear, absolutely, I do approve. No matter what I look like at 55 versus 25, I've always approved of who Brian Bradley was. Because I, what is there to be upset about? You know, and I don't get me wrong. There's people that have lived horrific lives. I just was blessed not to. I get it. But at some point, your past does not dictate your future. Well, I have a herniated disc. That does not mean that the rest of your life means you're in a lot of pain. That is a goskew and it's, overall basis of what we believe create a new compelling future it's okay to look back and learn from it but as peter goski would say i'm not a rearview mirror guy i'm a front windshield guy yeah i think that's always been one of the biggest messages that i love to portray out into the world is that it's not this this end result this finalized destination whatever we're given in life it is it can be changed because change is the only constant and i i truly believe that as well and it sounds to me like that is definitely the essence of this you may hear this a lot from people you surround yourself with but you have a an energy, like instinctively, I understand. I do a lot of these things. Since since COVID-19 hit up, I've tried to put my face everywhere, which is unfortunate for people's eyes. I get that. <laughs> but there's a good message behind it. 
you have an energy about you prior to this, us even talking right now that I was attracted to from what you were asking me, how you ask it, what your facial expressions were like, your mm -hmm. background. I knew there was an authentic message here. And you know, that's a lot of fun because I sometimes I'll do these things and people are all, I had one guy try to stump me and I'm like this, bring it on bro. Like if you want to fight, let's fight. You know, I'm going to fight you very quietly. I'm going to fight you with words. I'm going to, I'm going to get you to understand things. And by the end we were friends, but I don't have to do that with you. So it makes it very comfortable. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Uh, you 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 make me blush on my show here, Brian. Like that thank is you. Not her shirt that's changing her facial color. That is blood rushing <laughs> to the <laughs> There you go. Oh, and I had a comment. Uh, loving all of this background information. Huge fan of Brian Bradley. So, yeah, I, you know that that is my husband, by the way, who is leaving the comment. Manly Chavez and I are huge fans of you. So for you to say that to me, that's lovely. Thank you so much. Beautiful comment, and I appreciate that. So I, I do love this topic, and truly, if if we want to get in the background of why I created the show initially, Brian, initially I wanted to interview people who healed themselves outside of modern medicine because my big purpose is to, to share the information that we are more powerful than you can imagine, that we can heal ourselves in, in so many capacities and lights. And it turned out to be where we ended up interviewing so many different peoples across the board. But I feel that that's important because when you, when you share information worldwide, there's so many different peoples from different backgrounds and different cultures. And so when we interview people from those different backgrounds and cultures with different stories of their resilience, it, it is able to hit a lot of different people on a lot of different levels, which opens them up to wanting to learn more about other people's stories. So it's this unique feature that we have here on the show. And I think a new offering that we invite to the world and your, uh, what you bring to light is, is so impactful as well, because there are many, many people in the world and, and there's definitely like this epidemic, so to speak, right in our health and our wellness and how, do we maintain that when there's so many different things in the world that that we have access to, but it's overwhelming, right? Is um, that there's more simplistic avenues. I would just say do less, not do more. And a lot of times you'll say do more because you got to get more testosterone and do this. And this is, you know, we can go into like cold plunging and infrared or uh, fin finish type saunas, which I truly believe my instincts are, I think this is the new internal plumbing. Uh, fitness for us, not how hard do I work on a bike and all that kind of stuff. Look, look, let me just give you something simple. This is a 78 year young client of mine in our Tokyo clinic. 78. This is before and after in 90 minutes. Oh, Who wow. That type of result. Now imagine how you felt and how, what I mean psychologically is all it took was this to get to there which means I can now farm, I can walk, I can hang out with my grandchildren and I'm not living in pain. I don't believe she reached 78 years young to be punished with chronic symptoms. All of my clinics out there worldwide actually believe the same thing or they wouldn't be in our system. And our goal is not to say, good job, unless we're patting her on the shoulder. 
good job because you did the work, not I. That yeah. young lady did the work. Yeah, people are fully capable of accessing this themselves. It's fully in their power. So, Brian, you said that that was in a short period of time, correct? Remind me. Well, that was about 90 minutes from start to finish, but that was that's actually long for us, but that was the whole therapy session. She probably did 40 minutes of actual exercise that's very simple done at her house. Because I remember I have to realize this young lady's 78. I can't give her real complicated stuff to do when she really hasn't moved in a while. But how I knew she was decently strong is she was a farmer. And I went, okay, so she's farm strong. You know, she didn't get that way by looking over a phone. She was bent over in the farm. And then all we did was interrupt that with maybe some patterns that get her hip back to moving the way that it should. And I love that you say interrupt that, you know, it's, it's just having the body move. And you, you talked about really doing less. And I think so much of what I appreciated about what you, what you show the audience, uh, Manly and I had the opportunity of watching you during one of Tony Robbins events. So, but you, you're so clear and precise and it's simple, simple things that people can do with their body to bring it back into a natural state of alignment. Can you imagine if I was up there saying this, April, um, you have pain in your left shoulder, but it's your contralateral one. Um, that's happening because the ipsilateral hips doing this and, and you have this transverse rotation and transverse plane rotation. What does that mean to you? It doesn't mean anything to me, Brian, because I am not well-versed in <laughs> any of okay. that language. You shouldn't be either. Instead, it's like Einstein, know your stuff so well, you can teach it to people that don't know as much as you. That's not exactly what Einstein said, but it was something like that. But you say, <clears throat> uh, young lady here in purple, you have scoliosis, you're 12 years old in purple. Oh, wow. And that's her two weeks later in white. It's amazing. How do you get a 12 year old excited about fixing herself? Well, she's 12. She's at that, that pertinent time in her life that she's, you know, aware of her, the people that are around her. It's a social aspect. So but that's what I imagine. She's going into middle school. Yep. And so I opened up the conversation with this, you know, with all of my scoliosis customers, you know, a lot of times I would say that's so awesome to have you here, Jenny, Jenny's mom's right here, not Jenny's dad, Jenny's mom. Hmm. Why? Why is mom there rather than dad? Yeah. There's well, no I mean, and could be a number of different reasons. Uh, oftentimes I feel like it's more mom that brings the kiddos to the doctor or not. And I think that oftentimes it's because moms meet more of that emotional aspect of people, the, the caring. And that's my guess, I suppose. Um, who loves that child more, the mom or the dad? I don't think that's a fair question. Okay. Um, I think it's totally fair. I'm going to tell you, you why. Oh, okay. Yeah. 100%. Who has a head start on loving that child? Oh, mama. Yeah, mama. I'll never catch up to my wife having given birth to my kid. She had nine months of feeling that growth inside of her. Oh, uh, that's true. That's very, very true. The dad's I, there. It's almost unfair. This is a stand up for dad stuff. Oh, we're over here crying like, what about us? What about us? Yeah. Right? And so with this young girl, the only question I have is, 
you're going to middle school. That's awesome. I said, I'm going to need your help with something in a second, okay? Here's a box of tissues. And she's like, what? And I said, how's it feel to be the only middle schooler who's going to be in a brace all day long during school? Boom, it hits. And then I say, hold on. I'm going to need your help because your mom's getting ready to jump over the table and kill me. <laughs> mom went into mama bear mode. My little baby's upset, but I need your help because yeah. mom thinks she gave you this scoliosis because they can't tell you why it's there. Oh, that hits the heart. Well, yeah. now mom's crying and the little girl goes, mom, that, come on. Now the little girl is no longer controlled by scoliosis. She's going like this. I got this mom. Don't worry about it. Now I have her. Now I have this little girl who says, I've got this. Give me the exercises. Two weeks later, she looked like that. A year later, she looks like this. 10 years later, she's in medical school. Now she's passing on that message of the body, given the right stimulus, has enough to recover back to whatever or whomever you believe created your body. It has enough to get back to some type of balance and symbiosis here. We've got to create these little 90 degree angles, which is what I talk about. But yeah. you've got to find ways to make it hit home and change it from, I'm a patient, I'm injured, I'm broken, I have scoliosis because my mom's over here in tears because she believes it. But once I go into, hey, I need your help, now she's going, boom, here comes the Superman cape going out, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. The little girl goes, mom, we're going to be fine. And now yeah. mom's coming down. You know, what I love about that is it, it certainly shifts the perspective and it puts, it, it brings on the responsibility. And I have this going on. And because of that, it is what it is. So now what? And how can I be empowered to make a difference to, to meet this? And I relate with that a lot, Brian, actually, because I have an autoimmune disease. I have systemic lupus and I've had it my entire life. I was diagnosed at 15 and I've had symptoms since birth. So it was interesting having that as a child because my mentality around it was a little different, whereas most people are in their you know, mid to mid thirties and older who are diagnosed. And so it was sort of a rarer case, but I didn't meet it with, oh my gosh, this is the, the end all. This is, this is it for me. And poor me, I just wanted to be a kid. And so I had, I met it with this different perspective of, okay, this is what I have. And now what, and how do I continue on in life, you know, doing the best that I can, regardless of the circumstances. So take me back to close your eyes. Go back to the week, the month, the year that you were diagnosed. Okay. What does it feel like? Well, it feels like it's nice to know that they figured it out nope go and back go back to the okay. diagnosis not to where you've been to go back to that young girl who's just been diagnosed with something what's it feel like i i i don't accept it okay open your eyes I, I don't want to accept it. And I think that's really where I've been most of my life. <laughs> and that's helped you get to the place where you are now. But it's, it, also, it's also 
this beautiful smile. Yeah. <laughs> to hide the hurt from this. Yeah. I'm just giving my opinion. You can go, Brian, change the subject. Let's do this. But I want you to understand you're so good at what you do because you have this, because you've been dragged through the shit a little bit. Yeah. This is why when you, when I, one of my friends goes, yeah, I'm getting divorced. I go, Oh, what a gift. <laughs> I said, what you're going to learn from this is that you were 50% of this for as much as you want to tell me is she's the problem or he's the problem. You will learn that you were 50% of this. Go back to the, I take them just like this, close your eyes, go back to day one. When you guys met each other, huge smile on their face. And I said, you take that moment right there, that state right there into your next lawyer meeting. You're going to look at your husband or wife way differently instead of you're a mm, 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 instead of fighting and what do I get and all this. Mm. Um, yeah. By labeling anything as a gift, labeling anything negative as a gift, what am I supposed to learn from it? Cancer, lupus. Right. Yeah. Why couldn't it be viewed as a gift? Because you yeah. could be an expert on a lupus forum that just says, I'm not going to dare be the person who does this. But it's, you know, I'm not going to be the expert, but I will say that I have experience with this. And my experience allows me to say to you, it's okay to freak out. It's okay to cry. Do you know, do you know how many people that we have in chronic pain that come in here and just go, Bleh, but I don't mind the blood because that's just their story. Yeah until we move over here and write a new chapter. Mm -hmm. Now they're in this new compelling thing where they're looking through the windshield, not through the rear view. Don't forget about the rear view. It's part of you. That's why I took you there. Yeah. If you really reflect on this and say, what was I supposed to learn from my lupus? Not just that, Hey, look what I've overcome. It's that little girl who was diagnosed with that very sad, depressed, probably sat up crying some nights doing this and this and this. Why me? It really challenges your faith. It challenges a lot of things. Challenges a lot of things. That's for sure. But look who you became. Yeah. And look at this thing we're doing now with the wellness driven show. You're looking at it going, a lot of that is because you want to deliver a message. Look, I'll go back to Chris Farley in the movie, Tommy boy. Hey, Bob, you know, he's trying to sell him a, an air filter for a car. He goes, nope, I'm going to buy from the other guys. He goes, you know, he goes, no, nope, people love a guarantee and they have guaranteed right on the box. And he goes, look, I could take a dump in a box and stamp it guaranteed, but all you have is a guaranteed piece of shit. Hmm. Right? So you chuckle at that and go, oh my God, that's right. Just because they put the message on there makes me feel better. It isn't what you truly believe. You got to reach deeper inside. And when you read, let me just show you real quick. When you read... Any of these books, for example, in order, here we go. Pete Agoscu's book, The Agoscu Method of Health Through Emotion, Raw Pete Agoscu. Okay, next book. We understood branding. We went to pain-free. Unbelievable. Read the first three chapters. It will change your mindset. It will change your instincts. Bye-bye. Okay, the next book, Pain-Free for Women. It goes through trimesters, how to get pregnant, what to do with post-pregnancy, what to do during postpartum, all this stuff. And how could it be wrong? It's been written by two guys. Okay, hopefully you picked up on that humor. 
PC, what to do in the computers, written back there. You'll see me in suspenders. It looks good. Here's the revision. If you read one book, you read the pain-free book, second edition by Pete Agoscu. It's still, look, exercises. Our lives were never the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. And my interviews with DV counselors law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Great. But every chapter comes with this mindset. What if this message is correct? What if all I have to do is look at my pain a little differently? Ask a better question. Help my healthcare professional help me by doing my part rather than you fix me because I pay you for it. You took no part in that. And I need you to take part. It's your body. Hmm. I heard Peter Gosky said this one time and I've adopted it. Why is it that I care more about your health than you do? That's a very good question, and oftentimes the case. Many times the case, but, and again, I say it without judgment. It's not my place to judge. My place is to say, I'm going to ask you that to push you a little bit so that you come back with, and then it goes into, you know, you're right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's, again, going into taking the responsibility of or acknowledging that this is and going deeper and asking those questions. Yeah. What am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. So when you take on clients and you're the company, it sounds to me so much like you bring people to those questions and starting to think deeper, like you did with a woman with breast implants and now she's going to have them removed. And it's like, well, why did you have them in the first place? And so really bringing people into this different sort of thought, this different perspective. And, and what is the process for that, that you do with all of your clients and, and how you, it just amazes me that, that you guys go there because you're not like this psych clinic, right? You're not there for certain therapies, but you are for others. So what does that look like when a client enters your doors? Uh, very simple. The psychology is just by asking questions, like really let them answer. The client knows more about their body than I'll ever know or any expert on their body will ever know. And many times it just takes a, a simple interrupt by asking a, a question and then shutting up and waiting for the response. And that's the hard part. Um, you know, I love the sound of my own voice. So it's for me to shut up is a miracle, but I find the time to do it when I ask a question so I can learn something and they will tell you what is quote wrong with them. They will tell you 
where their belief system is if you allow them a safe environment. So number one, let's say you walk into our clinic. Hi, Brian, it's April, blah, 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 blah. I have this kind of symptom going on. I, I read the book. It makes a lot of sense. Tony Robbins referred me. Let's go. And I'll say, great, let's go. Um, April, I'm going to start with some pictures first where we take the front view, the back view, the side view, and the other side view. And I'm just going to compare it to, you know, what is correct. But understand one thing. What I'm not going to do is judge where you are. And I'm not going to say like Masa's picture from Japan when she was bent over like this. My God, Masa, you're a mess. You don't need more fear of I'm a mess. I already believe it. That's why I'm here. You right. need to hear, no, my body's doing what it's supposed to do. And now we're just going to give you a more efficient way to do it by doing this. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Simple question. What's your most comfortable position that you go to for relief? Let's say you had your neck and back hurt. Oh, Brian, when I sit on my couch, it gets worse. So I go to this physio ball and when I roll, it rolls my pelvis like this, I feel better. You just told me what I'm going to be doing with you. We won't be doing it on a physio ball, but we'll be doing it a different way that gives me the same biomechanical option. So we take your pictures, we listen to your story, we take your notes, we put your pain in the computer, and then our intelligence system, electronically, artificial Pete, says, these are some options that I think she should do. What do you think? I'll run you through some tests. I'll have you do this. I'll have you do this with your feet. Wow, when she did this, she really pitched forward, which means she failed the test. Okay, maybe we'll go right at her hip. That's interesting. Maybe that's why her knee hurts. So everything starts to come together. Like it's just second nature for me to blow off the tip of my tongue. But if you ask one of my brand new therapists, within 30 days, they're going to say this. Let's take a look. I got to see your posture. Let's take a look at you walk. I got to see you move. And then we'll decide where to go. I'm doing the same thing. I just gave you a play-by-play. -play. But the client doesn't really care about play-by-play. -play. What they want to know is, Here's a great one. April, what do you do? What do I do on a daily basis? For work, what do you do? For work, I'm a talk show host. Great. Why do you do it? I do it because I love hearing people's stories and sharing it with the world. Awesome. Do either one of those answers or questions, what you do, why you do it, do I give a shit? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not until you make it about me. Right. Brian, what do you do? Well, my normal answer is I change people's lives. What do you want to know? Well, what do you do? I do some posture therapy, but I'm going like this. I do some posture therapy. We correct the human body, but that's not really why you're asking. Well, why do you do it? On here, it says that you were injured before. Uh, I do it because honestly, I'm obsessed with helping you with your symptoms and giving you a compelling future. What did I just do there? You turned it to be a service to somebody else. Correct. Yeah. I went into, now let's talk about what you really care about. Yeah. How my work affects you is all you really care about. It's nice that you know why I do it because you want to know that I'm there for you and I've experienced it, but how it affects you is what you're really looking for. Hi, I'm April. I'm a talk show host. What do you mean, April? What do you do? Well, I started this, pot, this show because... You know, I had, I had some stuff going with me. I, I discovered this. and God, I just want to share it to the world. All these amazing people, Siri Lindley, Tony Robbins, blah, 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 blah. Great. Yeah. That's what and why I do what I do. But more importantly, how it's going to affect you is going to be, by the time we're finished, your belief about yourself is going to be different. Proven different. You will feel it. If I'm wrong, I'm the zero. If I'm right, I'm the hero. Right. Yeah, so that's, 
you know, that's, that's like how we, that's why this young lady who had her breast implants removed, I'm like, stop BSing me about just the mold and the, and the kickback. I get that. But now let's go to why. And now let's go to how it affects me. I mean, I'm a dude, you know, um, uh, breast implants are not real exciting for me. I've been around them for a long time, right? I'm a dude, but I just was never like, woohoo. You know, do they look great? Yeah, great. But I also understand what they're doing to the inside of the body when the body's trying to reject it. Mm. But I also understand wherever you go, there you are. Wherever you go, flat chest, new chest, there you are still. Wherever you go, there you are. And if you haven't solved who you are, a new set of knockers isn't going to help you. And so we just BS ourselves as, well, I'm going to look better. That's why people lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, because they've never solved the reason why. And that's what I do. That's what Agoscu does. We go after why. And I can... I have a study here that'll tell you from the American, you know, Journal of American Medical Association that'll tell you here's the percentages of that Agoscu's successful over typical medical care. This isn't us versus them. It's us with them because the patient, our client, is the receiver of that. So I don't want to turn this into me versus you. I want to turn it into us helping them and then them teaching us how to help them better. That collaborative thought is probably pretty needed right now in the world compared to where we are right now. Yeah, agree 100%. So I love that you guys go in this direction of really getting deeper into the understanding. It it certainly shows people a different way to look at their pain because that's how it should be looked. And I do appreciate too, and agree with you that there needs to be that collaboration piece in the world and and where it's greatly needed. So let's shift gears a little bit, Brian, because I would love to know you have some other passions right now too, when it comes to techniques we can utilize for overall well-being, And when we get into the topic of longevity, and you know you you've talked about the the seventy something year old woman uh, years young. So you you have the way that you communicate with others that this is a, a hot topic for you. So are we talking about the stuff that I believe in, like how to interrupt uh, mindset PTSD by using, say, cold water stuff? Well, that's part of it, I believe. Yes. So there's, there's so many different things and you say do less. And so I know that cold water therapy is part of that. The infrared is part of that. What are some of the things that you're most passionate about right now? Okay. <clears throat> and you guys will see this on my Instagram. Uh, so I'll put it up here and I do answer because you have it up there. I answer all my own DMs. Like if you get a hold of me with questions, arguments, I'm always up for it. So bring it on. Um, I may ask you for some posture photographs just to do a quick assessment and say, yes, we can help stuff like that. But here is my latest post on the hormone balance stuff that I do. And you'll see never negotiate when it comes to getting in the water. And that's about 30. In fact, I think this was 33.2 degrees. And there's not like a diminishing return or anything like that on the colder or the warmer. Mm. <laughs> you get into 48 degree water and stay in for 12 minutes, whatever they call for, you're going to have an amazing result. It's cold. You get into 32 degree. You're now saying to yourself, I don't want to get in. 
I don't think there's a much of a physical increase in benefit. I think there's a mental increase by you going, oh my God, those ice chunks are huge. Can't even see the bottom. I'm going to be underneath that. There's flowing water. This is going to be cold. But there's a reason why Navy SEALs train in the cold. Yeah. Because once you can overcome it, then any crappy situation that hits you, any, you can no longer feel as crappy about it because it's not as crappy as that cold water. So once you get in, now you're boom, cortisol and uh, sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight. And now all of a sudden you're going, you come down to parasympathetic and now you've controlled the outcome. And when you do this on a daily basis, I can't stand the cold. I have an infrared sauna and I have a saltwater jacuzzi and I love both of those. And it's set at 104 and I was in it for last night for 30 minutes. Great thing to have. But the cold plunge is one of these things or a freezing cold shower for 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, whatever. It just, it, it, you find another version of you when you're in that kind of stuff. Now there's mm -hmm. a lady named Rhonda Patrick out of San Diego <clears throat> or Dr. Huberman out of Stanford. You talk to those guys, they're going to tell you the what's wise around the science behind the cold and the hot. You know, I think the numbers are a minimum of 11 minutes a, a week gives you the most benefit from the cold. I don't know what it is for the infrared, but um, like uh, I've seen the sauna that Tony has. Uh, Tony has a sauna that's a, like a finished sauna, goes to like 220, 230. Um, you know, it's not infrared. I don't think the studies around infrared are where they need to be. So it's really around the rate. The, the regular saunas, but I can tell you they've been game changers. Um, Huberman will tell you heat shock proteins from the warm, cold shock proteins from the cold. Both of those work as like antioxidant effect around your body just to make you better. Um, what you focus on expands. Thoughts are cellular. So think about that, April. Thoughts are cellular. Whatever yeah. you do is how your body reacts physiologically. Yes. Yes. So can we try something? Yes. You're able to stand up in your studio, correct? And still have a I, thought? I am standing. Oh, great. So do you have shoes on? I do not. Great. I'm on my grounding mat and bare feet. Stay on the grounding mat. I love that idea. By whether those grounding mats are amazing, by the way. Yeah. The grounding sheets, the grounding mattresses, the grounding toppers, all that stuff. Um, close your eyes. And those of you not driving a car listening to this, I suggest you do the same thing. If you're driving a car, keep your eyes open. That's our little uh, legal disclaimer. Okay, so now with your eyes closed, where's your body weight from front to back and left to right? Is it even or not even? Mm, it's, it's probably more heavy towards the right. Okay, and how about front to back in each foot? More weight in the heels or more weight in the balls of the feet? And is one foot different than the other? Uh, more, more in the heels, I think. Okay. So open up your eyes, back up a little bit, turn sideways and just, nobody can see you. I just want you to bend over and you're attempting to touch your toes, but you're not really attempting. You're just going to hang and see what it feels like and how far you go. Then come back up the camera and tell us what we see. Oh, that felt good. It felt good. Did you go all the way down? Did, uh, yes. did anything hurt? No, no, okay. feel really good. Okay, so face me again. Now we're going to go to the emotional psychological. Okay. So close your eyes, let your arms hang, 
And I want you to go to the crappiest situation that's ever happened to you in your life. Oh, geez. Which one? <laughs> Pick one. Okay. That okay. you don't ever want to live again. Okay. Got it. Let it wrap its arms around you. Let it live it. Feel it. Take a breath with it. And now give it a color. And open up your eyes. Don't tell me what the color was. We're good. Go ahead and open up your eyes. Okay. Now, staying on that mat, I want you to do this. I want you to stand pigeon-toed like this, 45 degrees in. Okay. Keep your big toe down, take your thighs, and slowly push them straight so your knees go straight. Okay. Interlace your hands like this. While your feet are like that, interlace your hands behind your head like this. Now, keep that held with your elbows pulled back for 30 seconds with your quads tight and your feet pigeon-toed. Okay. And I want you to think about this exercise from Agoscu. When could I do this? Well, you could do it right after sitting down for a half an hour. You could do it after a meeting that's driving you crazy. You could, do, you could just, this is a postural sitting interrupt done standing. The reason why I rotate your legs inward, because most people legs go outward. That's the simplest explanation. Yeah. So we, we turn the toes in. So you really get a good movement on that psoas muscle, which is the circuit breaker for the whole body. It's that long muscle. And the only one that goes from upper body through the pelvis to the lower body, everything else works in sections. So keep those elbows pulled back. Come on. 10 more seconds. Keep your quads tight. Let the stomach hang a little bit. You've done one exercise for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Come on out of this. Put your feet back to where you want it. Okay. Now close your eyes. Where's the body weight from left to right, front to back? What's different about it? Speaking of grounding, what's different about it? It feels uh, more centered. Speaking of grounding, centered is a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Turn sideways, bend over, touch your toes. Tell me what the difference is. You didn't have a problem, but what's it feel like now? Still feels good. Okay. <laughs> and for those that are out there who are going, it hurt me the first time. Now it feels a little easier. Why, why am I going further down when we didn't stretch anything? Because it's not about flexibility. It's about changing joint alignment. Now, close your eyes again. And I want you to go back to that crappy situation. Let it grab a hold of you. Live it. Breathe it. And I dare you to try to make it the same color. What's the color that you gave it first? And what's the instinctual color that came up second? The first color was orange. The second color was green. So... I, listen, I know enough just to be dangerous about this stuff, but how did it feel from a control mechanism of you going, oh God, there's so many of them, and then you got one of them. How did it feel to live that and let it wrap its arm around you, and did it have the same amount of control the second time? It did not have the same amount of control the second time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it felt different. It felt more um, outside perspective instead of being in it. That's a great, if that makes sense. that's a great explanation. So yeah, imagine that, and Manny's your husband. 
Manly, yes. Manly. God, I want that name. I want. <laughs> it's his real birth name. Oh my God, I want that. Okay, I think I have almost Manly as my name. Okay, so here we go. Think of it as you two are in an argument. Couples do it, and then I walk in and I hear it, and I go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, stop for one second. You go to your corner. You go to your corner." <laughs> Go through that exercise. You go through that exercise. Then you come back and I go, come on, round two. And you come over and you go, yeah, I don't feel like fighting. That's brilliant. I love it. Because it's an interrupt in the pattern. Yes. But it also interrupted physiologically. Right. So you physiologically, by doing this and this with your feet and your hands, you interrupted the mind and the heart reaction. Yep. Got out of your head and into your heart about stuff. Whereas... Oh yeah, I know. I, I understand that crappy situation versus going, I'm reliving it. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Robbins talks a lot about disrupting those patterns and, and you're right. I love how you bring it into the, the physiological aspect. It, it's interrupting on so many different levels and it, 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 that's a beautiful example to create for people in relationships or in any given circumstance that comes into people's lives where they're just so unhappy. I like to go to anger. I'm one of those people where I just, I am quick to anger for whatever reason. And silly thing, um, a lot of it is stemmed from pain. So if I, if I, if I'm hurting, I don't really know. I, I don't recognize it because it's been so many times throughout life where I've been in pain and, but, but my response is through anger and, but what you're, what you're showing and what you're giving is this really quick way to, to disrupt that. And there's a lot of studies behind that too. And I, I love it. Imagine being on the receiving end of your anger. Right. When you, when you approach that from that angle, I wonder what it's like to be the opposite of me receiving this. Because you would look at yourself and go, the B word's coming. <laughs> we would say that about ourselves. Whereas a guy would be like, you're such yeah. a dick. Like, we, you know, if we had to look at ourselves in the way we, we react to stuff. Yeah. So if you can just think about what it's like to receive that that's the fun part. That's where yeah. our clientele, when they come in angry, when they come in, I'm not doing it, blah, blah, blah. I'm not happy about this. I totally hear you. Yeah. I totally hear you. Here's what I heard. And in my world, that's unacceptable. In your world, it sounds like it's unacceptable too. Is that correct? Yes. Then let's change the way that we ask questions and really listen to people's issues. And listen, for me, it's fun. Um, I, I had, a, had an amazing mother and father, like, and my three sisters and brother. I mean, we had such a, such a cool, fun childhood. It didn't come with the crazy. It didn't come with the non-crazy stuff. There was some stuff in my household. I'm like, oh my God, there were seven of us with one bathroom. Imagine that. Wow. Wow. With three boys in the house. Wow. So that alone was traumatizing, let alone... Siri and I were talking the other day and I said, well, Siri, remember I was raised by girls. So I understand girls pretty well because I don't ever say, why is she treating me like that? I'm the victim. What are you kidding me? I'm looking at it going, I wonder, uh, Bill Clinton had a statement because of the four agreements book that made total sense. He said, 
I don't ever take anything personally that's said about me. And there's a lot that's been said about him, but he never takes it personally, but he does take it seriously. And then he sits back and says, what did I do? What did I do to add to that narrative? Why does that person think that way of me? That's a very grown up way to think of things. Yeah, it's very healthy. I agree with that 100%. And I feel like, especially in that position, when you go into positions of, of leadership and you start to put yourself out there in the world, you're going to get people who don't care for you, who have comments, who are saying different things. And if we allow it to affect us and do take it personally, then we're, we're not able to create the greatness in the world that we need to. And I, yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a healthy, healthy way to address things where you cannot take it personally, but also reflect on taking it seriously. And, and is there truth in this and how can I show up differently? So I know we're coming up toward the end here, but I want you to know something. Like if I sat like this, where I'm just completely relaxed and kind of just went like this, or went like this, it could be viewed as Brian's not interested, Brian's a slob, Brian doesn't really, he's not, no. That's judgment, right? Instead, I want to be known as the guy that says, I'm sitting any way I want, movie theater, car, whatever, because when I come back, my body goes back to a bilaterally balanced position. And when I'm in balance, I'm a little rotated, but so would my mind and my heart. So my goal is to not just to promote posture from a let's get you out of pain to live pain free. It's let's get you out of pain so you can start having fun. And that is Peter Gosky's favorite word. What do you do when you're out of you're out of pain and you did all your exercises? What's next? And he goes, start living. Just start living. Mm. We all love that show, Friends. And Matthew Perry just passed away at, at 54, whatever his age was. 50 yeah. That's a year yeah. Live in the present because it is a present. That's yeah. it. I love that. Have fun. Live in the present. Otherwise, it's not really living, is it? No, you're so always looking through the rear view. Brian, it has been such a pleasure and an honor having you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. I would love to know what is the next big thing for you? I know that you're very passionate about this, but what is the, the big audacious goal you have for your future? Um, I will win the 2024 presidential election. So uh, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? I would vote for you. You know what? Honestly, we need, need some, we need somebody like that. I know that people are hitting up Tony Robbins for like, just run for president. And I know him personally for 30 years. And I would say this. I can guarantee you cabinet meetings would be different. You know, that would be fun because it's a, uh, I look at the world now and you can get freaked out at that stuff. If you follow, you know, what is CNN? Constant negative news. And what's Fox News? F-A-U-X. That's faux news also. It's fake too. So all this stuff, right? Yeah. But if we can just stay centered and just say, you're dealing with another human being sitting in front of you. And even if you come at me, my answer is this in my head. No, thank you for the gift. You just called me a mother. Blah, 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 blah. No, thank you for the gift. How can I help you? And if I had to do the narrative of that, of why you're saying that, then it's my job to recognize it and change it. Yeah. And so the big audacious I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things out there. I'm playing a boatload of pickleball. I'm ski biking downhill, snowboarding, all these things physically, uh, physiologically. I have a son playing D1 soccer. My goal is to raise a little man that's a product 
and how he delivers belief systems to society is one that helps people. You know, I want him to be a byproduct of not me. He creates his own world, but at least with a mindset that says, love your fellow human, um, protect yourself, you know, whatever you have to do. But I get that. Yeah. But not everybody's the enemy, you know, stuff like that. I'd rather have that be, I would say world peace, but I know that a lot of people are fighting against that right now. So, <laughs> uh, well, you know, stick with the ones that are more easily obtainable. Right. And, and I think that you leading and being an example to your son is a, a beautiful contribution to the world. So, Again, thank you so much. I want to make sure everyone knows where to find you. We've displayed them on the show a number of times. But if you visit www.egoscu.com, did I say that right this time? I hope. Egoscu.com. What is my deal today? It's just because I feel I'm on the spot, Brian. And you made me blush earlier because you're so complimentary and I really appreciate that. <laughs> Um, so it's also going to be in the description below. So all of you who tune in, you know, that make sure that you go to the description, find out more because Brian's offering some amazing things into the world. You got to check it out because if you want to live pain-free, you might as well investigate these methods and also ask yourself those deeper questions of why get down to that root cause. So I love everything that you've done. Thank you so much. And um, I had a comment come through that he's, he's very wanting me to bring this in, but he talks about your socks. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'll show those right now. Um, and I wore these. Uh, let me show you. Let's see. Let's get rid of these. I wore these because I, I did a podcast earlier uh, with Bob and Brad. I don't know if you guys know Bob and Brad, the two famous physical therapists, all this stuff. But I have these socks on, which are x-rays of the foot. And that x-ray is crooked, so let me straighten that. And this is the internal anatomy of the foot. So, you know, I, I always have some crazy socks on. It's become part of the brand because it, even with that, April, that's a perfect idea. Even when somebody says, hey, Brian, I saw you at these events. What socks do you have on? That opens up a narrative between us. And then Great, let's get a picture for uh, Instagram. Make sure you tag me. And then they say, can I ask you a question about my plantar fasciitis? But the socks were the way into the So why not make it comfortable? Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the socks. I think that's where you bring so much fun into the conversations. You're right. It opens you up into making the conversation more comfortable. So thank you for sharing that with us today here on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Again, Brian, it has been truly amazing and fantastic to have you here on the show. Thank you I so really much for your it. time. This is a lot of fun and you're, you're on to something here. So stay with it for sure. Thank you. All right. And thank you so much for my audience. Without you, we wouldn't be possible. So stay tuned for next time. Goodbye for now.